0: Welcome to this edition of the Gateway Podcast. For more information about our faith community, feel free to visit gatewaychurch.org.nz. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this message. For those of you who come regularly, you know that we've been in a series for probably, I, goodness. 10 weeks where we've been talking about the power, person, pictures, prepositions, everything else beginning with P, regarding the Holy Spirit. We've been looking into the ministry and person of the Holy Spirit, and a number of times through that series, we've talked about an experience called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the endowment of power, the coming upon of the Holy Spirit, and what we want to do tonight is give opportunity to pray for people that they might experience that so just going to give you a very brief breakdown of how we 're going to run this evening i 'm going to talk to you for maybe ten minutes okay then if you don 't believe me you unbelieving my totally lacking of anyway. Um, Yeah, 10 minutes. And uh, then for those who have not experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you don't have a personal prayer language, speaking in tongues, and it is something that perhaps through this series you've thought about, prayed about, longed for. We're going to give you an opportunity to um, have prayer. So what we're going to do actually is for those people who would like to be prayed for, we're going to go out into the dining room, and we're going to invite our team back just to lead the rest of you in a worship set. Okay? So we may finish a little bit early. We'll see how we go. But um, that's kind of where we're going, all right? So this 10-minute talk, I better get going, all right? I better start it. Um, Just in case people are thinking, well, I I don't, you know, I'm not quite sure about this baptism in the Holy Spirit thing. What's the deal? Well, as I say, we've talked about it a good deal over these last few weeks, and I'm not going to go into an in-depth description. All I want to say is, is... As well as you know John 3.16, I almost guarantee none of you will know Luke 3.16. And yet Luke 3.16 is almost as important as John 3.16. John 3.16, of course, is the classic, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Luke 3.16 is John the Baptist talking, and he's talking, There's one coming after me who's mightier than I, and he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And the ministry of Jesus is not just to save you, it's to infill you and empower you. To the disciples, he said, don't you dare leave Jerusalem until you have been endued clothes with power from on high. Now, these guys have already had a relationship with with Jesus. You'll remember in John chapter 20, he came into the upper room where this group of disciples were still in their confusion about the resurrection and the stories of the resurrection. Jesus uh, revealed himself to them and then it said he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Nobody, no theologian that I know would argue that the disciples weren't born again until the day of Pentecost. I've never ever heard anybody try and argue that. Everybody knows these men had a relationship with Jesus well before the day of Pentecost. They had received a, a, the breath of the spirit. they were believers. Thomas gets down and says, "My Lord and my God. We understand that coming to Christ requires that moment where we recognize He is our Lord and He is our God and a lot of people would say well that's you know that's when the Holy Spirit comes into you that's that's What happens? You you give your life to Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit in that moment. And I'm not going to argue that because Romans does say that, um, that if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. And I have no doubt that when people surrender their life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit does come in a sense to make that life real. However, having said that, there is another experience and the disciples had that experience in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully came, there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind that settled on them. There were tongues of fire and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began speaking in this spiritual language. They spoke in tongues. And you see that pattern repeated right throughout the book of Acts. Acts. In, in Acts chapter eight, Philip goes down to Samaria, preaches Christ to that city, and many people received Christ. They received healing, they received deliverance. The Bible says there was great joy in the city. Many people were baptized, and if you read the account, it says the people there, Philip and his crew, called to the the elders, or rather the, the uh, disciples, you know, back in Jerusalem, and said, "Please come down, because as yet the Holy Spirit has fallen on none of them." Think, what? Here they are, received Christ, healings, deliverance, received water baptism, and yet there's another experience that these people are to have. And it, the Bible says that the disciples came down, the apostles came down from Jerusalem, laid hands on them, the Spirit of the Lord came on them, they were filled with the Spirit, and they began speaking with other tongues. Acts chapter 10, Cornelius' household. Peter preaches to them, on that occasion, as they open their hearts to the gospel, suddenly the Holy Spirit falls from heaven upon them, and, and their salvation and that infilling is, is almost concurrent. I know of people who were halfway through the sinner's prayer and began speaking in tongues as they opened up their heart to Christ. They're halfway through this prayer that we say, you need to accept Christ. They were halfway through the prayer when the Spirit of the Lord fell on them, and suddenly they were speaking another tongue. Paul, Peter, by the way, says they, they received the same gift that we did. In Acts chapter 19, Paul comes across a group of believers in Ephesus, and he sees these guys and, and recognizes that they've, they've got something of the truth, but there's something missing, and he asks the question, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, well, we didn't know about that. Now, just stop for a minute. You know, if, if it's true that, that you get all of the Holy Spirit that you're supposed to get when you are when born again, when you open your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit comes, Paul's question is nonsensical. Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? Is like saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you received the Holy Spirit? Nonsensical question. He recognized that it was possible to open up to the life of Christ happening in you and yet not have this uh, power, this, this experience of being endued with power. So there is something of an experience that the Holy Spirit longs to uh, immerse you into. We call it the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The word baptism means to be immersed and submerged in something so that every pore of the sponge is filled. Every part of the life is immersed. And that's what this experience is about. We open up and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. And you say, well, I still don't get it. You know, you get the Holy Spirit when you're born again and you say there's more to be got. How can you get more of the Holy Spirit? Okay, listen, don't, don't worry about that. Let me ask you a question. Not, not can you have more of the Holy Spirit, but can the Holy Spirit have more of you? I think most of us would answer in the affirmative. We would say, yes, of course he can. Well, that's what this experience is about. In each of the occasions that you look at through the book of Acts, Acts 2, Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 9, actually um, sort of in a roundabout way, Acts 19, when people were filled with the Holy Spirit, there was this overflow of spiritual language. They spoke in tongues, they prophesied. The, The principle is that Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When a vessel is filled up, it overflows. And it overflows in speech. And I know a lot of people struggle with the gift of tongues and think, well, you know what? Why do I just don't understand why God would want to involve us in a language that we don't understand? Well, quite frankly, of all the gifts he could have given us, I think he knows what he's doing when he says this one does something in you in terms of edifying and building you up, building yourself up in the most holy, most holy faith, speaking in the Holy Ghost. There is something about that prayer language that just is incredibly dynamic. And, and Paul wants every believer to experience it. He says, I, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. And he said, I want you to be a speaking in tongues people. And so tonight, if that gift is not part of your experience, but you would like it to be, if you would say to me, Don, I've opened my life to Christ, but I've never had that experience of being endued with power. I can't look back and say, that was the occasion that the Holy Spirit really touched my life and filled me, but I would like to, then we're going to give you that opportunity this evening. 10 minutes, it's up. (laughs) And I'm done. And what I'm going to ask now is that we stand. The team is going to come back. If you would like to be prayed for for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to come over and stand here as as we all stand together. Okay? So please do. Thanks for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. Again, check out gatewaychurch.org.nz to find out what's going on within our church.